Welcome, everybody, to an absolutely glorious Victory Monday here on the Jadava Show. It is wonderful to be back. It's been a few weeks. Uh, I have no excuse other than I just couldn't get to the podcast. I was a little bit busy, but obviously had to make time for this. And so the Washington football team crushed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champions, 29 to 19. Uh, it didn't feel that close. And uh, so I'll, I'll lead off today's show with that. Um, watched the full game. I, it, coming into the game, I almost was telling people, I don't know why I'm even going to bother watching other than the fact that I am a complete diehard fan. It's just going to break my heart because the Red, Washington's going to lose. Uh, they're playing one of the best teams in football, and they're playing the greatest quarterback to have ever lived in Tom Brady. Um, and they won. They, and they not just won. They pretty much dominated the game. They never trailed in the game. I think that's unbelievable. The only time the game was was close was 6 nothing in the first quarter. That's the only time, it, to me, it felt close. And then they just kept adding on and they kept making stops on defense. And this is, you know, there's some games. The, the NFL has seen a lot of this, this, this the last couple of weeks. There's some games that make no sense. Usually my rule is a team with a better coach and a better quarterback wins in this league 95% of the time uh, in that matchup. But in the last few weeks, we've had Josh Allen and Sean McDermott in Buffalo lose to Jacksonville with Urban Meyer and rookie Trevor Lawrence. We've had John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens lose to Brian Flores, Jacoby Brissett, slash Tua, and the Miami Dolphins in blowout fashion on primetime television. We've had Vic Fangio, Teddy Bridgewater, and the Broncos just in completely go on the road and crush Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys. And now we have seen Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke crush Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and the reigning champion Tampa Bay Bucks. Sometimes this league just makes no sense. It's why this is the best league in all of pro sports. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. This game made no sense. Washington out time of possession, Tampa Bay, 40 minutes to 20. They had the ball double the amount of time Tampa Bay did, and they had the ball two-thirds of the game on offense. This is Tom Brady. This is the methodical Tom Brady, and he had the ball for one-third of the game. The other two-thirds belonged to Taylor Heineke, a guy making his ninth or his eighth career start in the NFL. It, it, it made no sense. <laughs> they outgained them by 50 yards, 320 to 270 yards. Washington had double the time of possession. They had 50 more yards of offense. They were 11 for 19 on third down and 2 for 2 on fourth down. So on third and fourth combined, they were 13 of 21 against Tampa Bay's pass rush. That front seven, they dissected them on the money downs. Tampa Bay had double the amount of penalties. Washington had three. Tampa had six. Coming into this game, in the regular season, Tom Brady was 15-4 and four off of a bye week. Now he's 15-5. and five. Wait a second. What? They beat Tom Brady. Uh, both teams were coming off a bye week. 
And the and my rule for that is, well, if two teams are coming off a bye week, doesn't matter where the game is, advantage goes to the better team because the better team probably knows how to prepare better and just has better personnel in general. And that was the case yesterday. Tampa Bay usually prepares better than Washington. They have better personnel. And they went on the road and got just pushed around by a 2-6 and six Washington football team. And Washington had the worst pass defense in the entire NFL heading into the game yesterday. And Tampa Bay had the best passing game. Tom Brady lead, led all NFL players in yards per game and total touchdown passes. And Washington held the Bucks to their fewest yards of offense in their last 27 games for the Bucks, And the fewest yards Tom Brady has thrown for all year and their fewest yards all season. And their fewest points they've scored in a game all season. It made no sense. And when you consider that Tampa Bay was gifted 10 points, at the end of the first half, what happened? R- remember the, the end of the first half, Tom Brady, instead of throwing a Hail Mary, just checks it down to Mike Evans and a face mask penalty against William Jackson gave Tampa Bay an extra opportunity to kick a field goal, and they did. That should have been three points they never score. They should have trailed by 13 points at halftime. And then their second touchdown, the last pass that Tom Brady threw to touchdown to Mike Evans, well, that was because three plays earlier, on third and nine, Taylor Heineke converted a pass to Dax Milne, who picked up the first down and fumbled and gave Tampa Bay an opportunity on a short field. And Tampa Bay's other touchdown was a 41-yard touchdown drive. So you just think about how Washington sort of helped them stay in the game. It was 29-19. It did not feel that close. This is one of the most impressive victories I've seen from a Washington football team in years. And I'm talking even last year beating the Steelers at Heinz Field when Pittsburgh was 11-0. I I just I I don't I don't understand this game. I think this game made absolutely zero sense, but it happened. You understand? It happened. Washington won. Tampa's six and three. Washington's three and six. They're not going to win the division. Okay, Washington's not going to win the division. They're not going to make noise like that. Um, but they won. And they beat Tampa. And they beat a really good team with a really good coach and an and the best quarterback of all time. And they did it in pretty handle fashion. This is a reflection on the coaching staff. If you're a Washington fan, I know you probably are not a big fan of Ron Rivera. He's a good coach. He, well, you know, he, he can't figure out the quarterback. Yeah, the last time he had a legit quarterback, Cam Newton, he went to the Super Bowl with him and made the playoffs four times in a five-year stretch, including making it all the way to the Super Bowl. Ron Rivera can coach, and he can coach defense. And so can Jack Del Rio. Their team, Ron Rivera, I've noticed with him, his teams, they get better as the seasons go on. They sort of come out of the gate a little slow, and then as the season progresses, they get more physical. They turn into a classic Ron Rivera team. And you're seeing that. You're seeing that. I mean, they're not going to make any noise. They could make noise for a wild card spot in what could be a competitive end of the year for the NFC. 
But give Ron Rivera and give the coaching staff, Scott Turner, Jack Del Rio, give them credit. They came out, I mean, think about this. The end of the game, it's, there's 11.50 on the clock. 11.50 or t- 10.50. Tampa has just scored a touchdown. They have all the momentum. And you're at the 20-yard line and you go 80 yards and it takes you 19 plays. And it takes 10 minutes and 26 seconds off the clock. And, and Washington didn't have Tom Brady. They didn't have Peyton Manning. They didn't have, any, they, they didn't have Drew Brees or any of the hyper-efficient quarterbacks of days past. They had, they had Taylor Heineke. And he kept Tom Brady off the field for 10 and a half minutes, drove them 80 yards in 19 plays, and scored a game-clinching touchdown with under 30 seconds and caused Tampa Bay to use all of their timeouts. That, I mean, that's probably the most impressive thing that has happened in the NFL in a long time. It's the longest touchdown drive in the fourth quarter of an NFL game since 2001, and it's easily the longest drive ever in the NFL this season. Goodness gracious, that was a random game. I don't know if Washington even wins another game the rest of the season, but give Ron Rivera props. His teams never lay down and die. They always fight till the end, and you saw it last year when they came all the way back to win the NFC East. They just never die. This is what I've always loved about Ron Rivera's teams in Carolina. That's why I loved Washington hiring him as head coach, because they play for him, and you can tell they really like him. So they play for him. Okay. Um, so this is my next big story. And, and, you know, there's only really two big stories I have. And there's other little anecdotes about the NFL week. But uh, last night, the Chiefs played the Raiders. And uh, the Chiefs crushed them 41-14. to 14, And, um, you know, we have – we as a nation, we as a people have an incredible amount – of recency bias, an incredible amount of recency bias. I'll give you an example. Um, you could literally take, okay, take your job. You could absolutely be crushing your job. You, you do everything that's asked for you. You go above and beyond and go the extra mile for your employer and the company really values having you and you're you're just a solid way. You're probably the best employee at your job. But you miss a deadline, and that causes you to miss another deadline, and now you're a little bit behind. The rest of what you do is really good. But you've missed a couple of deadlines at work, and your boss is getting a little bit frustrated, but he hasn't lost total faith in you. But the rest of your coworkers have forgotten everything good you've ever done for them, just those two deadlines you've missed that have sort of caused a little bit of problems, but not a ton. And all of a sudden, you're a lousy employee. You're a declining employee. What? If you're that employee, you're like, well, no, I just I missed a couple of deadlines, but I'll be fine. Look, I don't know if that made sense. To me, it did. The Washington football team, excuse me, not the Washington football team, the Kansas City Chiefs, are 6-4, and four, and shocker, they've clawed all the way back to take the lead in the AFC West. And when Patrick Mahomes was struggling, he had a three-game stretch where he was pretty bad. I'm not even sure it was really bad. 
had a terrible game against Tennessee where they lost, was pretty bad on Monday night against the Giants a few weeks ago, and was terrible in last week's win over Jordan Love and the Packers. Okay, he was terrible for three straight games. And all I heard this past week is, oh, the league's figured out Patrick Mahomes. I saw a report that said teams have caught up to Andy Reid and the Chiefs' offense. They just play two high safeties deep like the Packers did last week and the Giants did a couple of weeks ago. And you basically just force them to chuck it up to Tyree Kill. And if that's not available, he just panics in the pocket, and has quick feet. It's a very predictable offense. Well, yesterday against the division rival Las Vegas Raiders, who have seen Patrick Mahomes more than most teams in the league, against them on the road in Las Vegas, raucous crowd, a pretty good football team. Patrick Mahomes, 35 out of 50, 406 yards, five touchdown passes, no turnovers, won by a 27-point win on the road over a division rival. Folks, come on. It was cute. It it was cute. The beginning of the year, the Chargers. Oh, my goodness. Justin Herbert. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? Oh, the Broncos. 3-0 start. The Broncos are going to be a problem this year. Oh, the Raiders. Also a 3-0 start. Well, now we're 10 games in. We're in week 10, and the Chiefs have a one-game lead in the division. When at one point they were back a game and a half, and everybody wrote them off as washed. They're now a game in front. They've won three straight. Even with their playing some of their worst football, they're still finding ways to win. Folks, come on. Patrick Mahomes has been figured out. I want to, you know, people, we are so, we have such recency bias. These last three games before last night's game against the Raiders, everybody was saying about Mahomes, he's declining. He's coming back down to earth, and he's just going to settle in as to what he is. An aggressive quarterback that makes a lot of great plays, but also makes a lot of mistakes. You know, he just was taking advantage of a league that didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, okay, but listen, can we just stop and understand what Patrick Mahomes has done in four years as a starter? Patrick Mahomes has started 55 regular season games. If you average that out per 16 games, which is, you know, what used to be the NFL schedule, per 16 games, this is what Patrick Mahomes would average in a season. 4,900 yards, 40 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 12 to 13 wins a year. That's per pro football reference. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, every year, 4,900 yards, 40 touchdowns, only 10 picks, and you're winning almost every game you play. And by the way, you're going to be competing for a Super Bowl every year for the next decade. (laughs) What? Wouldn't you take that? Can we just appreciate that for a second? Like, why do... There's a three-game stretch where he's bad. Okay, that happens to everybody. That has happened to everybody. I just want to read you some, some pieces of information in case you have forgotten... Okay, in case you look at Patrick Mahomes and think, well, it's the beginning of the end. He's just not the same player we thought he was. Did you know Peyton Manning did not win a playoff game until his sixth year in the NFL? His, he didn't win a playoff game in each of his first five years in the NFL. As First year as a starter, Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions. 
Easily a rookie record that still stands 23 years later. No one's come even close. No rookie has come even close. He threw more picks than touchdowns, a rookie record in picks, and in his first five years, Peyton Manning averaged 20 interceptions a season. Twice he threw 23-plus interceptions a season in his first five years. Guys, no one wrote off Peyton Manning. No one wrote off Peyton Manning. And in year six, what happened? He went 13-3. and They made it to the AFC Championship game and won MVP. And all of a sudden, the trajectory was going way up on Peyton Manning. Tom Brady's first 4,000-yard season was in his sixth year in the NFL. His first season with 30-plus touchdown passes was his eighth year in the NFL. Eight, it took eight years for Tom Brady to throw his 30th touchdown pass of the season. It took him eight years. Patrick Mahomes threw 30 touchdowns in his first 10 games in the league. His first full year, is a, the first time Tom Brady started all 16 games in the season. What happened? Oh, people forget this. The Patriots actually missed the playoffs. What? The first time Joe Montana threw 30-plus touchdowns in a season was his ninth year in the NFL. And we think Joe Montana's one of the greats ever. And that's a big stat, 30 touchdowns. I mean, that's easy these days. Joe Montana didn't do it until his ninth season when he was approaching his mid-30s. Drew Brees, first five seasons in the NFL. Zero playoff wins, zero 4,000-yard seasons. Zero 30-plus touchdown seasons, and he missed the playoffs eight times in his career as a starter. Heck, Drew Brees had one playoff win through his first eight seasons in the NFL. Guess what? So does Kirk Cousins, and we write him off, but no one wrote off Drew Brees. He didn't win his first Super Bowl until year nine. Peyton Manning didn't win his first Super Bowl till year nine. What? Aaron Rodgers, year six. Aaron Rodgers, in his first year as a starter, was 6-10 and ten and didn't win his first playoff game until his third year as a starter. He's missed the playoffs three times in his career, Aaron Rodgers, including back-to-back years just four years ago. Yet, Patrick Mahomes has three bad games where they actually, in that span, go 2-1. and one, And it's over for him. What? It's, it's The sky is falling on Patrick Mahomes. No, it's not. I heard it last week when Josh Allen couldn't score a touchdown against the Jaguars and lost. We thought, well, should we take Josh Allen out of the MVP discussion? Um, No, everybody's entitled to a bad game. Everybody's entitled entitled to have a bad stretch of games, like a three- or four-game stretch of just bad football. Patrick Mahomes just had that. And then he comes out and throws for 406, five touchdowns, no turnovers, and crutches a division rival on the road. All is right in the AFC again. The Bills are great. The Chiefs are red hot and are going to continue to be great. And the teams that were kind of hot to start the year, like Cincinnati, like the Chargers, like the Browns, they've come crashing back down to earth, and it's not surprising. Come on. The best coaches in the AFC are on top right now. The hottest teams. Sean McDermott, Andy Reid, and Bill Belichick. 
and Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is a top five coach in the AFC. He might be one. He might be the lead candidate for coach of the year as the Titans are eight and two, and they've beaten every good team they've played this year. Sometimes they've beaten them handily. Patrick Mahomes is not on the decline. Let's stop, please. It's embarrassing for me to talk about. It's embarrassing for everybody in in the media to act like. Well, this is, you know, this is just an ab- I mean, Patrick Mahomes, what has happened to him? What's happened to him is he's, I mean, this league is hard. This is a hard league. And Patrick Mahomes has gone through a tough stretch. But it's okay. Give him time. The Chiefs are getting together at the right time. And I got to give him credit. All right, um, that is it for today. We've gone a little bit too far uh, on the time schedule, but uh, we will be back very soon, hopefully later this week if I find time. Um, But big victory Monday for the Washington football team. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. This has been the Jadava Show, and we will see you later on this week, hopefully.